Welcome to this episode of EDI and Business Podcast brought to you by the Equality, Diversity and Inclusion Committee at the Imperial College Business School. My name is Neharika and I'm part of the EDI Committee. On this podcast, we invite students, staff and faculty to share their stories and perspectives on topics related to EDI. Today, I am honored to welcome Radha Periaswamy, an executive MBA student at Imperial College Business School. Welcome, Radha. Thanks, Neha. <laughs> well, we would love for you to start by introducing to our audience about who you are. Yes, I will give a short introduction. Uh, I did my schooling and undergraduate and postgraduate uh, in, in India. Um, I studied in good schools and got selected by the British Government Scholarship Program to come here for a PhD program. Um, like most of the Indians, they like to study abroad. So I, I, did, I did the same as well. Um, and then I think the PhD program gave me a big breakthrough in my career. Uh, after my PhD, I worked in industry for about five, 10 years, perhaps. For the last 10 years, I've been working as an independent consultant. Uh, and then I applied for the uh, Imperial College Executive Program. And I'm here with you as a student of Imperial College. Uh, I participate in different student activities in different roles. Uh, in future, I want to be an entrepreneur. That's a kind of a short intro about me. Wow, that's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing, Radha. So tell us a little bit more about your transition to the UK from India almost 15 years ago, right? What were some of the challenges that you faced? Yeah, very good. You know, it it was very different that time, actually. I I didn't know anyone in this country, and I I started everything from scratch. In fact, all I had was a few books and clothes. Usually in places like India, if a foreign student visits actually uh, in university particularly, there'll be someone to assist you. But I think in UK, uh, you need to find your own way uh, as uh, everybody is busy in UK. And um, you know, one strange thing happened is basically uh, when I first came into UK, everybody looked almost the same for me, at least for a few weeks actually. (laughs) (laughs) Then I was expecting like uh, everybody will be speaking uh, BBC style English, but they, it is very different, right? <laughs> so that was my kind of uh, my first time experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So how did you overcome these challenges? Yes, uh, definitely. I was uh, homesick, and I spent lots of money in in phone bills. But I was lucky, you know, in the campus, I had a couple of uh, good uh, friends. Wow. Uh, I, I guess uh, one has to dive into the challenges and the swim through. Uh, I met students from different countries. Uh, and it was a joy to mix with them and trying to know each other. Uh, the, of, course, of course, the studies uh, take most of the time. Um, uh, I was a part-time teaching assistant as well and helping students. Eventually, uh, I got a rhythm and balance between social life and uh, academic life. Yeah. Wow. So you really took on the challenges head on with such great spirits. But was it easy to accept things like the English weather, the food, the pub culture. How, how did you integrate with all of that? Well, tell me about it. The pop culture, even today, I struggle. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yeah. I, I, but, uh, you know, I, I used to live in warm places, right? And with simple clothing. And it was yeah. strange that uh, I need to put on layers of clothing. <laughs> uh, now I got used to it. 
but uh, initial three months uh, through to, towards particularly in December, it was hard. Um, you know, nowadays we get a lot of lots of spicy food in the market, but uh, that time uh, it was hard to get Indian spices actually. Right. Uh, however, it's a joy to make some random cooking and uh, enjoy your cooking with your friends as well. Um, particularly some of my friends uh, liked my spicy chicken. Wow. Having said that, <laughs> yeah, having said that, you know, uh, the uh, we had a, a small barbecue as well, uh, and, and people from different countries were cooking. Uh, and I, I think barbecue parties are really good to break out of the boundaries and then meet new friends as well. Yeah. Wow, that's that's great. So, so coming from India, how did you adjust to, let's say, working? Because first, you know, you socialize, great parties, great ways to interact to different things. But how did you adjust to working with people from different cultures in the UK? Oh, yeah. You know, this is uh, another important thing as well. In India, uh, there's a big uh, respect for education and teachers, actually. And usually we don't call teachers uh, or professors by name. Uh, even in workplace, almost the same. Um, yeah. we, don't, we, don't, we don't want to call managers by name anyway, uh, in India, particularly. But I need to retrain, my, retrain myself and blend with UK students and, and, and actually the working culture as well. Uh, and I guess in the UK, um, there's a good common understanding, right? Particularly in the, in the public spaces and, and you know, people respect time as well. And uh, traffic, uh, you know, the, standing in queue is a very unique <laughs> in UK, particularly. <laughs> in India, it's very seldom happens, actually. Uh, however, I, I used to, I used to also be, uh, be come late to the meeting or and have extended meeting at, and then et cetera, et cetera, uh, in India. But in UK, we are very particular about the time and the schedule. And again, I, I need to get the best practice of both cultures and then retrain myself to get used to the UK style, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, um, so going a little bit more in depth, like how was it to, what were the different habits that you found and you know, the working styles or communication styles, which are very different to the working culture in India because you know, the Indian culture is very different. So mm-hmm. would be more interested to hear a little bit more deeper into what were these habit differences that you found and how you managed to navigate uh, to retaining your own culture, but also, you know, opening the space for other cultures to uh, come through. Yeah, um, you know, uh, as an international student, I think, uh, it, it, you know, the best part is the learning of different cultures and uh, being part of them. I think it's one of the key parts, actually. Uh, but it, it was hard in the initial months, actually. Uh, but um, we need to, like, say, for example, if there's a coursework or some project, etc. When we start working together with, with friends, I guess if you focus on the results and the goals of their projects, and it becomes easier for me. And I, I, I took this channel, you know, like basically simply focus on the coursework and then maybe few get together and et cetera. And eventually um, I kind of got mixed with them. And I also feel it's, it's good to have uh, different uh, people from different countries uh, otherwise, uh, you know, it'll be boring. I think that, that's how I took it actually. So it, it was a great experience for me to be part of the international culture. Mm-hmm. Wow, I think your attitude towards diversity is really great. Uh, I really hope, and I'm, I'm sure you're gonna inspire lots of people with that. So tell us a little bit more about your experiences working in the UK as a foreigner. I know now you are a British citizen, but before I, I suppose you're on a visa. So 
you know, uh, what was that like? What was the challenges? What were the high points, the low points? Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, initially, um, I was uh, I kind of, uh, before becoming a citizen, I was working as a part-time teaching assistant. Uh, and then, uh, you know, it's kind of limited hours and limited money. But, you know, it was very satisfying, actually, because the reason was uh, we only get little money. But in that money, you go to a small cinema with your friends. And it was a total joy. And then actually, you kind of I learned that eventually built me a good habits as well. And that is really good. Yeah, then um, then after, uh, you know, maybe I add on a little bit more. Say basically, after I become a citizen, uh, UK citizen, the, the the current role is actually right now as a, as a delivery manager. I, I need to work with uh, different teams and, uh, you know, particularly during lockdown, remote working and et cetera. It, it's, it's kind of, um, a, a, I need to bring people together you know, to different countries and et cetera. So what I do is kind of what I learned from the previous experience. I try to read a little bit about other countries, uh, particularly uh, before the project update. You know, I say something wow. about, for example, Brazil, I talk about Brazil, that's a good thing about football in the Brazil and et cetera, all particularly, I mentioned a few incidents about uh, football, you know, Brazil winning football games and et cetera, and cheer the team. And, and eventually it's a kind of multicultural student life as well as multicultural work life. It was, it's a nice experience, yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow, thank you for sharing those, those uh, really great tips. So do you have any examples working with multi multicultural teams and different managers, anything that oh, yeah. you can share that you very think good. would be useful. Very good, Neha. I think this is a, one of the important part as well. You know, when we have a, a transition from student to the work life, I mean, office life, it, it takes a lot of uh, effort to build a relationship uh, with office actually, uh, slightly different from the uh, student culture, uh, particularly with your manager, uh, you need to build a kind of a nice relationship. It is important that um, we make our office relationships work for us, actually. Particularly in the international companies, you may end up having a couple of managers, actually. Um, and then uh, we need uh, managers as much as the managers need us as well. It is always uh, good to precursor our kind of activities towards the need of the project, as well as the mindset of the manager. Particularly if you are working on a very large project, it's very important that uh, one need to focus on what's the mindset of the man manager and then how we tune ourselves towards the manager. And actually in this, uh, when I mentioned, I want to mention a couple of small things about me. Like for me, uh, English is not uh, very native, right? So I, I spend quite a lot of time in preparing the slides and they, you know, making the, the language work for me. But uh, my friends, like my native English friends, they are so natural, they can prepare the slides faster or, they could be better than me in kind of preparing a yeah. few things. So we need to work with them as well. And, and also I want to mention one other point, but we studied organizational behavior. So part of the coursework, this coursework is really ideal uh, for me to practice in the office as well, which is kind of a uh, two-way communication, like a win-win. So what we learned and actually I could have really applied to the workplace as well. It's a very good course given in the executive MBA yeah. program. It's a nice one. Mm -hmm. That's great. Um, so just to, you know, just to add a small question on to get a little bit more on your thoughts is so mm -hmm. what do you think that workplaces need to do to provide support for people whose like first languages aren't English or 
you know, other sources where people who are maybe have disabilities, you think workplaces can do more, um, that employees don't have to take on that burden as much. Yeah, I think, I think I think in this point, I, I really want to go uh, one step a little backward and then come forward, actually, um, because, um, you, you know, um, I'll talk about the uh, our campus and then maybe touch base on the how we can do that a little bit better on the working in places as well. Um, I take it in two parts. The first is actually, you know, in, in a like say in, in a classroom or um, you don't have to feel that uh, you are from uh, ethnic minority. Actually, the, the reason is that um, uh, if, you, if you are really focused on the coursework and the assignment uh, and the, you know the classroom participation, there is no time to think about that you are a minority. Uh, in fact, you you, you, you feel that uh, if you are a minority, you want to change that to as your speciality. Uh, and you could bring in a unique uh, and value uh, to the classroom. Um, and then perhaps, you know, for example, you're from India, you have some certain uh, type of uh, work practices, and then actually you, you can bring some of your best practices into, into the classroom. And you can always feel that uh, you are special and you have something special to contribute. Uh, in a multi-room, uh, multinational classroom, actually, uh, there is a possibility then uh, that everybody could be a minority because I see people from different countries. There's a really small, small bunch of uh, different countries participating. So everybody could be a minority in the classroom. Yeah, that's kind of a first part uh, of uh, how I see the, the, the ethnic minority on the classrooms and the, in the student life. But when you kind of take it to the other, like the, how do we kind of take this forward, you know, like uh, best practices of improving the um, benefits uh, of the ethnic minority. I think the, the best is the discussion like this, what we have It's particularly very important. Uh, somebody somebody could hear okay how like uh, somebody is going through this transition and how he's making best use of the situation mm. uh, and things like that you know just even if here you back up your mind oh uh, if uh, he could do that uh, maybe i could do that a little, little bit the same you know like uh, that's kind of a cross-functional learning process across different ethnicities very important particularly when you're young and innocent and we, we need to Give that opportunity for students to learn from previous examples for, from the senior students or the you know, like mature people. That's the that, and I mean that's the whole idea of we are having some kind of a short discussion like this, right? So that, then then also we could have some small exhibitions and you know discussions or workshop. Uh, and already I think EDI is really doing very good on that. And then we can actually provide some small posters, and, you know, and when students walk around, they can see oh there is something called EDI. Or we can talk to these people and that those kind of opportunities are good as well so that, that that's kind of my general comment yeah great thank you thank you for sharing that um so what was your experiences studying uh the mba at imperial college business school as an ethnic minority i know you've already spoken about how you see that term ethnic minority and some of the things but what were your personal experiences like you know uh, I think it's a learning within learning, actually. You know, one is that, you know, you have all the topics of complicated, say, the management topics and et cetera, and et cetera. But, but then also the greater part of the learning actually comes between the, the, the groups of what we work with or, or the students and the teachers we work with. 
um, this is not written in books, but that's where I think I feel that the second part of the learning comes in. Uh, and uh, you feel so comfortable, like actually after a period of, uh, say, one year studying, you feel like, oh, oh yeah, th th that's how we need to do. And that's what the whole purpose of uh, being part of the team. You know, we get so united that uh, uh, everything comes in hand to hand, uh, that, that we have a very successful uh, coursework and, and then uh, uh, parties and friendships and et cetera. Yeah. And that's how I see with Imperial. It's, it's a, it's a provide, provides a great uh, platform for us to work together as a good student yeah wow that, that's mm -hmm. great so what do you think that they can do better how do you think they can provide more support to enhance the benefits of uh, being an ethnic minority uh yeah so the i i feel like you know um we are already doing good and you know we could be doing great as well as an edi uh, I think uh, we could have actually a cross-functional, um, you know, student club activities. Uh, for example, we could join with the Imperial Student Amnesty International Club, uh, and we could be having a joint discussion or uh, panel discussions. Um, that way, we could actually uh, broaden the horizontal uh, view of the EDI in, inside the Imperial campus, and then we could also go vertical, you know, across different universities. We could have some. Um, some kind of a conferences and etc. But but at, so far I feel EDI is a good place and actually we can see uh, it's already getting expanded uh, with the uh, multiple activities. Mm -hmm. Right. So when it, let's talk about your application uh, for a bit. Did you encounter any challenges whilst you were applying for or studying the MBA at ICBS and how do you or how did you overcome these challenges? Oh yes, uh, you know, um, I generally feel the the application process is is getting easier. I mean, like say year after year, most of the applications are digital, right? So the, yeah. compared to the the paper application, the online application uh, is kind of reduced the complexity. Um, I think it's simple and straightforward. Uh, most universities in the UK are looking for competent students anyway. Um, and then um, I think the application process is a fair process. Uh, in my personal opinion, uh, there is less possibility in minority bias uh, in the digital application process. Wow. Uh, yeah, that, that's kind of my personal view. And I, I also think that the, the students are working with, with difficult subjects and the complex levels, right? So, so you want to achieve good academic results and as well as uh, you want to make uh, lots of good friends uh, and yeah. great parties, of course. Um, this uh, pushes the boundaries of uh, students uh, and this makes the students to feel that uh, they are um, a part of a unity, right? So, yeah. so they, they unite themselves as a classmates and friends and you want to be more open and uh, want to also interact with uh, your friends. Yeah. I think Imperial provides the, uh, provides a great open uh, platform for students uh, and then students uh, to mix with the different cultures. Uh, and it's uh, nice to be a part of the Imperial, uh, what you call it, uh, open cultural environment. Yeah. Great. Wow. Mm -hmm. um, so in the future, how do you see that students can be more aware of EDI and make those contributions? To enhancing EDI um, in the business school. 
Yes, uh, I think the 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 one uh, best thing could be like uh, you know, of course, the small discussion like what we are having right now, uh, and also providing some um, kind of uh, few EDA posters and import some important places where students could uh, kind of see it actually. For example, in, in libraries or even you know some corner places of uh, visual boards, something need to be there about EDI. And because it's not only on the student life, it actually helps you towards the uh, your future workplace as well. And so, you know, like uh, um, we could be good citizen of the uh, world, right? That, that's kind of openness. I think EDA, EDA is the kind of first step to get you into that kind of a mode of thinking, yeah. Wow. Well, thanks so much, Radha. It's been so, so great to have you. And I personally learned so much from you um, and from your experiences. So thank you so much for sharing. And um, I hope, you know, people come and stay in touch and reach out to you. Um, so thank yeah. you so much. Thanks, Neha. And thanks for uh, giving you a valuable time and calling me to have a discussion with you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Mm -hmm. thank you.